All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the greatest podcast in the history of mankind. I'm your host, Humble Dusty Smith, and this is episode 87. Shit, yeah, we did it, you and I. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Did you guys do anything fucking interesting? It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day here, and as many of you know, I live uh, in almost an entirely black community here. All the neighborhoods around here are black. I'm pretty much the only white boy around here, and uh, the town is 60% black, so man, it's like bigger than Christmas here. People take MLK Day real seriously, and it was actually cool. They had like a parade. There were like marching bands through the streets, and everybody was dressing their Sunday best, so it was pretty cool to see. Got to hang out with some cool people, had fun, so... Remember when Dusty was anti-SJW for like a week? Didn't really take. So tonight we have uh, American Johnson. Guys, love American Johnson. He is an anarcho-communist and uh, self-described king of bread tube. And as self-described, I mean I self-described him as that. I'm sure he probably wouldn't call himself that. So let's bring him on real fast. Let me get you on the screen here. Come on, you can do it. Boom, I did it. What's up, American Johnson? How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Hello. I'm I'm actually like the the viceroy of BreadTube. That's how I would self-describe it. You're the representative <laughs> of BreadTube. You have to answer I'm for re- BreadTube sins. I'm repping today. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. A lot of people in the chat are asking, like, don't seem to exactly know what BreadTube is. So if you're not sure, it's basically uh, nobody really knows, but it's... Uh, it's like a it's a bunch of leftist uh, content creators or leftist adjacent. Actually, the biggest spread tubers who would be like uh, I'm not I'm not exactly sure whether a lot of them disassociate themselves from BreadTube and say that they're not bread tubers. But you know, you could think of the famous ones would be like ContraPoints and Ollie with the philosophy tube and H Bomber guy. Although I think almost all of them have said I'm not a bread tuber, so uh, it's kind of hard to it, it's it's more of a demographic I think of people who are leftist or left adjacent and watch our videos so well my first question uh, is how come bread tubes favorite bread is white bread hey you know we're not perfect we got a lot of things we need to work on um <laughs> bread tubes a lot of, uh, <laughs> <Hashtag>. <laughs> they're, 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 but they, there are a lot of uh, actually the smaller and mid-sized creators there's a lot more diversity um you know so there are a lot of great you know people of color out there slinging some bread on the tubes and uh, they just don't get as much love as they probably should for various, various reasons. I want to describe uh, where the name bread tube comes from. It comes from a book, a communist book. Yeah. So there's a, there, there's a book called the con the, the conquest of bread by Pyotr Kropotkin, which is, you know, it's about a hundred years old, but it was a book that outlined anarcho communism, which I'm here to talk about today. Although a lot of people that are into bread tube don't, I either haven't, you know, aren't familiar with Kropotkin or are not anarcho-communists. There's like a pretty broad spectrum of like ideological beliefs on BreadTube. So not necessarily, I mean, in fact, probably most BreadTubers are not anarcho-communists, but the people who came up with the whole BreadTube subreddit and everything, I guess, probably were. So that's where that came from. But yeah, it's about a, the term itself is probably about a year or two old and it got really big because of the BreadTube subreddit, I think. Um, originally, we just called ourselves LeftTube. But, you know, the bread That's thing, what I noticed, I too, even catchy. though it's named after that book, it doesn't seem like all the top, quote unquote, bread tubers are actually into that. Like you seem to yeah. be one of the few that actually speak out against what the whole subject matter is supposed to be about. Yeah, there's a few of us like Thought Slime and Christopher Sabo, who's in the chat right now, is another great bread tuber who talks about this stuff specifically about the bread part of it. Also, by the way, I'm, it's like nine in the morning here in Vietnam and uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep. So I probably seem kind of low energy, but um, we'll do our best. And, we, you know, I haven't had my bread 
this morning. So I, I don't <laughs> know if this is the most appropriate. You're doing fine. I'm a nice guy. You actually like, seem like a nice guy. I actually watched some of your videos for about six hours today to try to get to know you. And oh, wow. Matter more. And uh, one thing okay. I will say, even though I do kind of disagree with some of the things you said, uh, I do think mm-hmm. that you're a really nice guy. And it seems clear to me that you're really concerned with just trying to figure out the best system that yeah. helps everybody, you know, and I do think you're very sincere in that. Um, so I, I will definitely give you credit for that. And real nice guy. Come off real well. And you represent yourself well. So. Thank you. And I'd say the same thing about you. I've watched a lot of your videos and, and listened to some of your podcasts. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're all just trying to figure out the best way to get along, uh, you know, and I and I, I do I do like rib more sort of liberal folks in my videos sometimes, but it's always, you know, it's always in good fun. I mean, the only liberals that I really detest are the elites who are, you know, basically the demagogues who are out there saying one thing and then doing completely other things, you know, Elon Musk. With, you know. <laughs> exactly. There you <laughs> go. Musk is God. a perfect example. <laughs> I also, uh, but yeah, Elon Musk. you seem, you seem like a, a good, a good high quality liberal fella. So <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm kind of a dick. No, I'm not a bread tuber and I'm not, I'm not what I would call myself an anarcho communist. Um, I did. We'll get like, you there. I, I, I watched for yourself and it like the way you describe the problems of capitalism I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. You did an amazing job of like explaining exactly, you know, what's wrong with it. Um, but to me, the solutions you come up with sort of seem unrealistic. Um, kind of like, and I think you kind of addressed this too in your videos about how this is a criticism you guys get a lot. A lot of this stuff seems mm-hmm. like it's kind of a pie in the sky. And so you're yeah. trying to explain how this actually could be implemented into our society. But I, I just don't know if I see it happening. Like, it's kind of fun to talk about, almost like you're talking about hundreds of years in the future, how we could create a society that is kind of mm-hmm. utopian. But with what we have to work with right now in our system, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen the way you guys describe it. So uh, maybe I can tell you some of the problems I had with it and you can explain to me why I'm wrong and I'm a complete fucking moron. Yeah, I've had this conversation many times with my dad, so it'll be – I've had a lot of practice, so lay it on me. <laughs> um, all right, so – People that don't understand exactly what anarcho-communism is, um, and I could be completely butchering this, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but one thing you uh, want to implement is basically you want society re- to reorganize itself into tens of thousands of smaller communes that... That's, are- well, that's sort of my specific kind of suggestion that I definitely, even in the video, I said, like, I'm open to... If anyone has better ideas, I, I tend to think that local, uh, you know, having the most direct route to um, engaging with government is the best. So in my mind, it's like possibly a better idea to have local governments that then like form together to form larger bodies that could, you know, cover whole nations and that sort of thing. But that's not something that's like specific to anarchism. That's just basically one idea of many for how to implement it, you know. So. Okay. I understand. Yeah, but just, if that makes sense. But the, the, the main reason I say that is because um, the, the, the guiding principle of anarchism is just dismantling hierarchies and having everyone as, as you know, on an even field as possible and, and just trying to dismantle hierarchies that are unnecessary right. as I'm much as possible. With Noam Chomsky's argument about this, basically any hierarchy mm-hmm. that cannot justify itself should be dismantled. Is that right? And I, I yeah, agree yeah, with that, perfect. you know, all hierarchies yeah. should have to justify themselves. But as far as the... Then you're an anarchist, honestly. That's that's the if you, if you believe that, then that's that's anarchism. So okay, well, I mean, I'm with you. You might not be an anarcho-communist, but but yeah. if you if you if you kind of like 
uh, vibe with the whole dismantling hierarchies thing. That's that's all anarchism is. And so I would say that if you do believe that, then you can you can be an anarchist too. All right, I'm an anarchist. Anarchy, <laughs> no government. That's it sounds anarchy. real. It sounds real hip and edgy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but dirty hippie. Uh, but I guess like your your <laughs> brand of it, the the forming of tens of thousands of communes and whatever. I just don't see how that happens. Like how, like say mm-hmm. I want to start my own commune and make vacuum cleaners. That's one of the examples you gave in one of your videos. Like how would mm-hmm. I even start to do that? I mean, where do you start with that? Okay. So I think, I think getting quite ahead of, you know, I, I think that's like much further down the line. Like you said, that's kind of like a, the, the, so my point uh, of being, so, so I'm an anarchist because I want to dismantle hierarchies and then I'm a communist because I believe that workers should own their own labor. Right. So that's like the, to me, the, well, not just to me, but you know, most anarcho communists would say we're anarchists because we want to dismantle hierarchies as much as possible. And capitalism itself is a tremendously unjust hierarchy. So capitalism needs to be dismantled and replaced with something that is more fair and equal and, um, and just, you know, so, so that's where the communism comes in. And, and I'm actually, I'm, anarchism is what led me to communism. So um, I didn't, you know, I started out reading a lot of anarchist theory and, and stuff like that. And that made me realize that capitalism is just this huge unjust hierarchy. And there are people who have a lot of wealth and power that they didn't earn. Um, there's a lot of exploitation, a tremendous amount of exploitation. I live in Vietnam. So um, I see it, you know, in Southeast Asia uh, all the time. I've traveled around, you know, like when you go to Cambodia or um, Myanmar, you really see the people who are the most exploited by these capitalist imperialist systems. So anyway, um, so the whole idea is... The first thing I want to say is um, no, no realistic anarchist thinks that we're just going to like next week have communes set up where everybody owns their own labor. And it's like, you know, and I, and I don't believe in violent revolution, at least not right now in developed countries. I don't think it's viable. I don't think we have the numbers or the support for something like that. The whole thing is you, you can't enforce anarchism on people. They have to kind of adopt the principles of anarchism themselves because, you you know, one of the big principles of anarchism is not coercing people. So um, you can't just take a bunch of people who believe in capitalism today and, and like put a gun to their head and say, hey, you're, you're an anarchist now. They have to, we have to educate them and, and get them to buy into the idea that, you know, people should own their own labors and own their own labor and have uh, real, real democracy implemented. And a lot of anarchists, including myself, would argue that the kind of democracies we see in capitalist states like the USA or the UK or Australia are not truly democratic um, in, in meaningful ways. So, um, so, yeah. And, and another thing I want to throw out really early on is, is I think it's a very important quote from uh, an anarchist named Rudolf Rocker, uh, who said that I'm not an anarchist because anarchism is the end goal. I'm an anarchist because there is no end goal. So anything we can do right now to dismantle any kind of hierarchical structure or build up alternative structure, you know, outside of the state and outside of the corporate apparatus, anything we can do right now to develop something like that, you know, that's a great thing to do. Um, so yeah, it's not to say that like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go run for, we'll get an anarchist and become the president and we'll just totally dismantle the USA and then make everybody work in communes. Um, it's more like we want to get everyone to start, uh, just having this kind of critical lens of anarchism to view society through. And the more we can get people to buy into the ideas of anarchism and anarcho-communism, you know, once people are, and it doesn't take long really to, I, I was a, a capitalist um, about five years ago, four or five years ago, um, I was a capitalist 
And, uh, you know, for, for over a decade, I had several businesses. I had about 15 employees at one point. Um, I was very deep into right-wing libertarian ideology. Um, and I believed at the time because I had been, you know, brainwashed into believing in my whole throughout my childhood that um, capitalism was this great liberating force that, you know, is the greatest uh, way of organizing society and distributing uh, wealth. And, um, it's, and so it took me about two or three years to, um, uh, I, I was, I was a liberal for a couple of years. And then, but once I learned about, once I read the conquest of bread and a couple of other anarchist books, um, it doesn't take that long to really wrap your head around. So it's really more just like, I think and I, a matter of getting people to buy into the philosophy and then we can self-organize. Like I have my ideas about the local communes and this and that, you know, I have my ideas, which I present in my videos for how I think maybe an anarchist society would work. But the truth is we would all have to design it together and we, it, cause it's all about self-government. So I can't come to you and say, this is the plan, plan this is the roadmap. This is going to work for everybody. Different communities will probably have different needs and different proclivities and, and ways that they're going to want to organize themselves. And uh, so I think that's really important to understand too, is the, the self-government aspect of it. And I think I've talked enough now and can, uh, <laughs> I guess uh, yeah, I've run out of things to say. So. <laughs> it doesn't seem that fleshed out to me yet. It seems like it still leaves a lot to be, I know. Oh, it, I know it, it is. Understand. I mean, it's been implemented too. So for instance, like, you know, Spanish Catalonia, they, they, um, they implemented a form of anarcho-communism uh, during the Spanish civil war and their productivity increased, increased a lot. The, the factories that were, um, anarcho-communist aligned. They increased production. Uh, if you read, if, if anybody wants to go read some accounts from, you know, what it was like in Spanish Catalonia, uh, anarchist Catalonia, um, you know, George Orwell wrote a book on it. There are a lot of books out there. There are documentaries you can watch. Um, by every account that I've seen, and I haven't seen an exception to this, the people who were living in that anarchist society were very happy uh, and, and more productive. And the same can be said for when it was implemented in the Ukraine. Um, in northern Syria now, there's a project that is somewhat anarchistic. It's not fully anarchist and it's definitely not communist, but they're doing a lot of things that are very interesting in terms of building uh, flatter hierarchies. And the same can be said for... Um, the Zapatistas, who also don't describe themselves as anarchistic, but I would say have a lot of anarchistic uh, ways of organizing their society as well. And they've been they've been holding out for decades now. So, um, I mean, you know, there, there hasn't been a huge anarchist society implemented yet, but where it has been implemented, it does seem like it's successful. Um, and, you know, there's also smaller projects, um, some of which I'm involved with that are anarchistically organized. And I will say that working working on a project where we have an anarchistic structure it's it's just a lot more, uh, it, you know, when it's when it's designed properly, it's very productive. Uh, everyone has a voice, um, and that, and uh, and it feel you, you know you just feel more comfortable. You feel like you have more of a voice. You feel like you have more involvement in the process of of running and organizing something. So, um, all right, I got questions. Yeah, I mean, all right, I watch a yeah, lot sure. of uh, Shark Tank, right? Even though I hate all those people. Oh man, I've been watching Dragons Den and Shark Tank like religiously the last couple of days. Horrible That's, human beings. We're synergy. Like those guys. They are. Yeah. So, so let's say that I invent a new widget. Let's say I invent the Squatty mm -hmm. Potty. Okay, and I want to bring right. my invention to market through mm -hmm. your system. Do I have to like find a bunch of other people to form a commune with me, and then who like pays for the uh, development of the product for the factory? Where does the money come from to make all that? So happen? okay. In my ideal society, like, like, let's just assume that we've already had the, you know, all the revolutionary activity and we've kind of implemented anarchism. In my ideal society, it would be a, a gift-based society. There wouldn't be, there would be no necessity for money. There might be something that's like a currency for things like luxuries or, um, 
vacations and that sort of thing. That might, you know, a lot of anarchists talk about having some kind of currency for that, where it's things that are not necessities for life. But at one, when it comes to the basic necessities for life, here's something that I, I think uh, one of the things that really turned me on to anarchism actually was reading in the, in the conquest of bread, Kropotkin goes through and basically he was a, he was a scientist and he assembled a tremendous amount of data from all over the world at the time. This was over, this is about a hundred years ago. So it is out of date data, but think about it. Like, this was over a hundred years ago. And so when the industrial revolution was still a lot less mature than it is now. And he basically, if you go through the statistics and look at them, he showed that even then they produced enough food for everyone to have food. Um, they had enough, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to provide enough housing, enough clothing, the basic necessities for life. Even, even back then they had enough. Now it's, it's like we're, we're, we create overwhelming abundance. Uh, there are six empty houses for every homeless person in the United States. And yeah, those houses aren't always we're, you know, in the best places or whatever. But the fact is we have the ability to, to build houses that far outstrips the demand. And the same can be said for food. I mean, think about all the food that gets destroyed in the USA every year just because it doesn't sell, just because it wasn't profitable for some capitalists to sell it. Um, you know, we have enough clothing. I mean, they're just think of all the clothing that's never going to be worn. It's just going to sit in warehouses until it's destroyed. Um, you know, we have the ability with our technology to create the basic needs for life to provide for everybody. So then what does that leave? That leaves things like luxury items. Those are the kinds of things where um, I would say if you had some great idea for an invention or something like that, yeah, you would find some other people who share your interest in the idea. If you can, if you can get them to buy into the idea and they, and they think it's a good idea, then you can form a little cooperative uh, association and make something like that together. Um, that seems like it makes know, it way it, harder, though, to bring new products and ideas to the people, though, because you have to go through a lot more red tape of convincing all these people to join a commune with you. Well, I mean, if you wanted to make a squatty potty, you'd have to go on Shark Tank and convince a capitalist to invest in it. And there's a much smaller, like, like currently, the way that the, the wealth and power is distributed, there's a, you'd have to go through that really, really tight uh, gate, you know, the, 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 the capitalist gatekeep that productive capacity. Whereas if everything was kind of more cooperatively owned, all you would have to do is find people who were like you. And then, you know, there would already be presumably the, 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 the factories or the places where you would build things like this would already be cooperatively owned. So you would just have to go to the factory with your friends and, you know, it'd be, it'd be kind of like, I would assume going to the library and checking out a book, you'd go to the factory and say, okay, we're going to spend this amount of time making this product, or you could build your own facility. I mean, um, I, I guess my point I'm trying to make is currently the wealth and the ability to, to open a factory, it's owned by such a small number of people. And you have to convince those people that it's going to be prof profitable to do it. A great example comes from Dragon's Den, actually, where there was a guy who... Um, Dragon's Den is like the British version of Shark Tank. I'm not sure if you've seen that. But basically, there was a guy who came up with this little invention. It was very simple. You screw it into a, a sink... And it basically just through the through this design, it reduces the amount of water used in a public restroom for hand washing by sixty percent. And all of the investors said, "Oh, this is a really brilliant idea. This is great. It'll save a lot of. It's you know, it's great for the environment, but it doesn't look profitable. So we're not going to invest in it." So under uh, uh, anarcho-communist society, the incentive wouldn't only be making profit for capitalists. The incentive would be things that benefit society, things that make people's lives better, things that people enjoy. Um, you know, that's, that's the kind of sales pitch you'd have to have. You'd have to come, come to your peers and present the idea to your peers and say, I've got this squatty potty idea. It's going to change everybody's lives. And if you can get enough people, enough of your peers on board, you can just make it yourself or do whatever needs to be done to get it made. Um, 
I, I don't I don't really see that as more difficult. I think if anything, that's a lower barrier to entry into quote unquote market than having to go and convince some billionaire that they're going to make a couple more million dollars off of your idea. Um, does that make sense? So it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop reading the uh, super chats real quick. So if you guys have any questions okay. you want American or me to answer, feel free to super chat us. I'll read all the super chats. Basically, it's just stuff about my animal sanctuary. Uh, Unruly Simeon says, feed some kitties. Will do. Thank you, Beast Nation. Good to see you. Yeah, YouTube break bread. Yeah, it's cool. Good conversation. Joni, give me $5. The crossover no one asked for. Well, fuck you, Joni. Uh, stay rusty, dusty. Love the love the puppets, American. I don't know what that means. but I have, I have a communist puppet show. So if oh, you're okay. interested in, uh, <laughs> in, in talking uh, communist Horses and necky beard the goat. There, there you you're go. To brainwash children. I know what you're doing. I'll see you. I'll see you. <laughs> I've had people actually seriously make that uh, criticism. <laughs> Wonder if Destiny will watch this later and react. Probably not. Destiny don't give a shit about me. And John Doe, ten dollars. Look at me, Dusty. Okay, I'm looking at you. Look at me. I am looking at you. Uh, this is for the Rottweiler because I love Rotties. Yeah, Rotties are pretty cool. If you guys want more questions for American Johnson, let me know. Is that really your name, American Johnson? It's my real fake name. That's your real or name. my fake my fake real name. So that's not your real name. Because <laughs> I was like, yes, no, yes. If you're over there in Vietnam, that seems very confusing. When somebody says, "Hey, what's your name?" and you're like American, and like, no damn shit, not where you're from. What's your name? But if that's not that joke doesn't work if that's not actually your real name. So yeah, none of my jokes work anywhere. So. Um, You're I'm used to it. Then. Yeah, they never they never quite land. Somebody somebody did mention. Oh, do you have more? Uh, you have another? Anything else to read out? Uh, I saw something in the chat. I don't have any more super chats at the moment. But if you see okay. anything, you can read out whatever you want to. Yeah, just well, somebody just said. I think this is really an important point. Um, they said if you can't get enough peers on board, then you can't market your product. So there goes nearly all inventions for those with rare disabilities. Objectively subjective said. Um, I would say that that's currently already a problem. I mean, I, I, I talk to tons of disabled activists um, you know, every day. Um, and uh, there's already a lot of issues with the fact that if you have some rare disability or if you need a prosthetic or something like that, um, it's so prohibitively expensive right now. Because um, in order to make something like that profitable, you have to jack up the price. I mean, it's like it goes back to the whole... Uh, you know, you, what was that guy's name? Um, the guy with the medicine where he jacked up the price and then he went to jail and he had the oh shit he had the, the Wu Tang CD I can't remember his name either anyway but that's like a situation where it's exactly the problem is um if you have a rare disease or something like that the only way for a capitalist to make a profit on something like that is to exorbitantly jack up the price so that you can you know make as much money as possible per limited sale that you make I, I would say under um, and we don't have to wait, by the way, for an anarcho-communist society to do a lot of this stuff. I would say right now, disabled people, um, they already are creating uh, basically syndicates, um, advocacy groups, dual power structures um, where they are coming together and they're pooling their resources and they're raising awareness and solving these problems themselves. And, you know, that would be an important part of any kind of socialist future would be you would definitely want to have... Um, you know, people with disabilities and their advocates and, and their allies coming together and creating power structures of their own so that if if some of their needs are not being addressed, they can raise awareness and they can, you know, it's. It, I don't really see how that's uh, there, a lot of the problems. Um, 
when it comes to things like creating uh, solutions for very rare diseases and that sort of thing, those are already major problems under capitalism and people already have much less of a voice and there's much less incentive for capitalists to solve those problems because, uh, or for inventors, you know, you, you can, every day there's inventors um, who create great solutions for these little niche problems, but it's not profitable enough to solve the problem. And the only way to get something going, the only kind of innovation that capitalism drives is profitable innovation. And a lot of times that innovation is incredibly destructive to the environment. It's uh, incredibly destructive to workers' lives. Um, so yeah, we might still have issues under anarcho-communism. It's not just, just because we switch over to an anarcho-communist anarcho uh, society doesn't mean all problems are instantly solved. We will still have social problems, but it will, we, the incentive for doing anything, for any kind of innovation, instead of it being harnessed solely to the profit motive of a capitalist, we will have a lot more... Uh, and we'll have a lot wider range of voices going into it. And because people own their own labor, rather than having to go through this gatekeeping process of going to get a capitalist to invest in something or just being lucky enough to have the money to invest in something, you can present your problems to society and work together to build solutions collectively. And, and this is already... I mean, if you look at, for instance, like the open source software movement, I mean, I'm broadcasting to you right now. I'm using OBS, which is an open source software um, solution. And open source software is... It, open source and uh, free, you know, for the free software movement, they're, they're instrumental to the backbone of the internet. Um, you know, that there's a maker's movement has been, you know, providing solutions to problems like these for a long time. You see people now who are 3D printing like game controllers for people who are disabled and they can't um, play with a traditional, you know, with a normal standard uh, game controller. So you have people now who are going out and making game controllers for people with disabilities and then custom 3D printing them out on a, you know, on-demand basis. Um, you know, especially with modern technology, we can find solutions to these problems, I think, a lot more easily. And we don't have to tool up a giant factory to, you know, be able to get the scale to where we can make the profits. We can just come together as, as, as innovators, as creators, as people who care about other people, and we can solve these problems. Um, and I think, you know, ramping that up is going to be great for society. And, and the more we can do that and, and decouple innovation from that profit motive, I think that's what's going to really you know, open the floodgates for human progress. And let's talk about some other criticisms people have of anarcho-communism. Um, I, I watched your video mm -hmm. where you're talking about the police and basically you suggest abolishing the police and having almost like a, a crisis force to go and, you know, deal with crime or whatever problems in society mm -hmm. have. Um, mm -hmm. What about a military? Would there be like a national military and how would our national defense be taken care of? Well, yeah. So again, um, we obviously uh, anarchists are not like so utopian that we don't think we would. We will obviously need some kind of self-defense force, you know, um, especially if we're still living in a world where there are other capitalist states, you know, that, that exactly. if, if there's nothing we haven't learned, it's that there's nothing that the USA loves better than going and intervening anytime a social society starts to get a foothold, you know, they'll send the CIA in or whatever. And, one example. And, <laughs> oh, just one. How do I pick? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like even even I think the best example would be like Allende in Chile, who was democratically elected as like a, a Marxist, totally peacefully. And uh, the CIA worked with, uh, you know, fascists to overthrow him basically immediately. So um, but was, yeah, so of course, we, now, but <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, when the fish doesn't know it's in water, that kind of thing. I just didn't even, didn't even occur to me. Um, but yeah, so we need a self-defense force, obviously. And then again, it's like we would just we would want to apply that anarchist 
critical lens to how we would organize and develop it. I mean, uh, if you read Orwell's book on, on Catalonia, which is the name of the book on Catalonia, um, you know, he talks a lot about how the military was organized and it was like, uh, oh, there's a great quote. I, I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was something along the lines of, um, yeah, they had officers, they elected their officers, which I think is a cool thing. Um, you know, that's a great way to kind of, um, reduce unjust hierarchy, you know, just ha- just having better democratic systems. Um, but so, yeah, but they would say, like he said, um, when an officer gave an order to a subordinate, um, the subordinate would follow the order, but it wasn't because this hierarchy was like so strict and in place. And it was like, you have to do this. It was like, he followed the order because they were comrades. They trusted each other. And they were, you know, they have this um, philosophical unification, which basically, I mean, really any soldier, you know, in any war is following orders because they, generally speaking, because they believe in what they're doing, you know, um, you know, when you're on the battlefield and, and, and officers telling you to go and uh, risk your life, I mean, I'm not the only, I'm not saying this, I obviously don't have combat experience myself. So of course, I'm sure a lot of people are going to say how LARPy I am for talking about military stuff, but you know, I've read a lot of accounts from people who've been in war and, you know, a big part of getting people prepared to go fight in wars and follow orders is indoctrination, you know? Um, so I think, and I think that a, a better, and a more uh, powerful form of uh, cohesion would be if everyone actually is, is, is pulling together through these kinds of anarchistic uh, comradely sorts of bonds rather than it's like, okay, you go out and kill those people because I'm the general. Uh, I'm, I'm not really doing this, the service that, that I, I, cause I'm not a soldier. This isn't really my expertise. There's other, there's other YouTubers like the peace report and um pamphleteer who talk about this stuff a lot better than I do. So if you're not really sold on the military aspect of this, they are people who are actually veterans and talk about this stuff much better than I do. Um, but you can even look at the Vietnam War as a great example too, where you had like uh, uh, the Vietnamese soldiers um, when they were fighting in the South, that was a very anarchistic organization uh, because they didn't have the, in the North, they had like regular army, they had supply lines, they had all the stuff that an army, a traditional army would function with. But in the South, it was all guerrilla fighting. It was all decentralized. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's a very, it's a, it's a proven strategy that worked in South Vietnam. Um, you don't necessarily need this rigid command structure to successfully engage with, with uh, military conflict. Uh, decentralized or more democratically organized military forces have been successful. And so I guess that's, you know, we would just do our best to try to implement anarchistic ideas into a military framework, if that makes sense. Totally gotcha. So how you like living <laughs> in Vietnam? I was actually married that to one a was girl painful. from Vietnam. For 18 years. So uh, I have a little bit of experience in Vietnam, even though she tried to teach me Vietnamese for like 18 years. And I, don't, I can't speak a single word of it because I'm not. A yeah, it's tough. The, the tones take a long time. I've been I've been studying for about eight years. And it's it's rough going. Um, but no, I love this country. And in fact, I think that um, this is this surprised a lot of people when I say this. Vietnam, I think, is a very on the ground level, on the local level. It's a very anarchistic society. Um, like the traffic laws are basically not enforced the cops basically if you ever see a traffic cop ever they're basically just standing at a traffic light making sure motorcyclists wear their helmets beyond that there's really very little uh oversight in the traffic situation and it functions i mean it it uh it flows if you look at it it looks like kind of chaos just because it's such the, the, the cities here are so dense um especially if you look at like saigon or hanoi um but you know it functions i've and i've i've been in a lot of really densely populated cities all over the world. I feel pretty safe riding here. And if you look at, I, I've done a statistic, I should probably do this video eventually. I've looked at the statistics and um, 
per motorcycle on the road, there are less deaths in Vietnam than there are in the USA. Um, so, I mean, that's one example. Also, uh, when they have, um, uh, like a local, I've been to local commune meetings, like little, they're actually called wards. They're like little local, you know, neighborhood meetings. And they really do solve problems here in this very anarchist fashion, which is like, uh, I saw one situation where there was a homeless guy in a neighborhood. And so, uh, all the neighbors got together and they were like, okay, this, this, this is an old man. He needs a home. Um, missing when you have a apartment that's not being used right now. Can he live in there? Yeah. Okay. And I'll bring him food every week. And then you can bring him food like on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like they just solved the problem very anarchistically. Mm. Um, you know, and it's not to say that that's like, uh, they also have the big state structures to deal with homeless and that sort of thing. And, and they have like the state healthcare system and all that kind of stuff. But when there's a problem in the community, they solve it as a community. Um, they have another thing that's really, really great, which I just actually had firsthand experience going through called uh, grassroots conciliation. And I didn't even know this existed until about a month ago. We just moved to a new house here in Da Nang and our neighbors, <laughs> we have these neighbors, they're like old, old people. They're probably like over 60. They're probably well, maybe in their 70s. And they, they're like teenagers. They play karaoke every night, like really, really loud. Um, and all the rest of the neighborhood, we got kind of you know, pissed off. So we, we all got together and there's this, uh, there's this system in place called the grassroots conciliation system. It's not through the police. It's not through the court system. It's just a bunch of like community members who do conflict resolution. And so like in the USA, I'd have to call the cops. The cops would have to come give them a fine. You know, it could create it. it, it, If it's a bad, it it could go bad. You know, like in the U S you call the cops and like, if it's a person of color that they go and harass with, they might get shot or something for playing their music too loud. So here they don't, we don't have to go through the police system. We have a, a grassroots community oriented conflict resolution system, which we're going through right now and it's working really well. And it's a way to just kind of communicate with our neighbors in this, in this uh, well-designed framework and it's solving the problem. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of anarchism happening in Vietnam. Yeah. I've always wanted to visit, but I never got a chance, unfortunately. And now I'm divorced. Uh, you got to get over here. I will never get to go, unfortunately. <laughs> so I thought I'd finish up with uh, one of our bones of contention we had. We are fighting on Twitter to the death, you and oh, I. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, I was giving the uh, – this is not a view that I came up with on my own. This is something that I saw other breadtubers say. But basically, they were sort of criticizing how much the breadtube community is funneling to a certain – number of bread tubers that are at the top who seem to be making not only much more than they need to fund their videos, but also much more than they need to live comfortably. And so some people were suggesting that if they were more transparent, that they could more have an educated way of deciding whether they want to give the money to those people or they wanted to give the money to bread tubers who weren't making so much so that they too could have higher quality videos and also yeah. afford to maybe live on that money so they could spend more time creating content, which would, you know, create more leftist YouTubers and actually yeah. help BreadTube to grow. But you said that you didn't care or have a problem if <laughs> some of these BreadTubers were paid millions of dollars a year and you felt no obligation that the community should try to redistribute that wealth and which... Some people also pointed out helps with both wealth inequality and the class struggle problems that, you know, that come that arise because of, you know, the class issues. So uh, Mm -hmm. do you still feel that way that you don't have a problem if certain content creators make millions a year and you don't think the community has any obligation to redistribute that wealth to the lower levels? 
I would frame it a little bit differently. So, for instance, uh, first of all, I, I definitely, and I told you in the Twitter thread, I personally am very transparent the money that we make in our on our platform. And I do that because when I donate, you know, when I donate to people, I do like there to be transparency. You know, there's, you know, I like it when nonprofits disclose the money that they're making and how they're spending it and that sort of thing. So, you know, just yesterday, Luna and I went through and talked about the money that we make, how we make it, how much we make, what we spend it on, you know, in terms of running the channel and that sort of thing. Um, so I personally do agree very much that I, with my channel, I like to be transparent. I like to disclose things and, and you know, be as open as I possibly can. Um, what I meant when I said that I don't mind if somebody's making a million dollars is under capitalism, people make millions of dollars sometimes without exploiting anybody. So, you know, an author can write a book and the publishing company might give the author a few million dollars for writing it. Um, and if anything, the, the publishing company is almost surely exploiting the author because they probably made a lot more money and they're, you know, withholding a lot of that profit for themselves, maybe even the, you know, probably even the majority of it. Um, so, uh, so my point is, I, do I think, do I want to live in a society where anyone can be a millionaire? No, I would rather live in a society where nobody has that much wealth and power, you know, because that's a, that's a huge power differential, especially under capitalism where money is to a great extent power. Right. But, uh, my point is that you can't, this is a systemic problem. So the problem I have is that the system of capitalism allows people to accrue all of this power and going after one individual millionaire um, and saying, oh, you're making too much money or whatever. Um, to me, that's not, that's not even close to a solution. Um, you know, like if you, if you want to cancel one artist or one content creator or whatever, because they're making a ton of money, well, as soon as you cancel them, somebody else is going to pop up and have the same kind of power differential. I mean, that's the, the way that the system is designed is to siphon money from working people and to give it to a small number of, you know, oligarchs. So you can't just play whack-a-mole and try to go after like individual millionaires and shame individual millionaires into giving up their wealth. You're never going to get anywhere. And but, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What I was suggesting was not to shame any individual. Like it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't matter who's at the top. It was not the actual content creators that I was critiquing. It was the community who decides where their money goes. And it seems yeah. like a community that should be, more cognizant of wealth inequality and class struggles should do more to, you know, even that out. And so I think that was, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I personally wouldn't want to give, um, my hard earned money to, uh, somebody who, who doesn't want to be transparent about, you know, at least about how much donation they're getting. I mean, you know, if somebody wants to disclose to me, it's like, um, uh, if somebody doesn't want to disclose their, other sources of income. Um, I don't know. That's more of a gut check, I think, on an individual level. But I do think that, you know, I personally, I'm not going to donate to somebody if they don't at least tell me how many donations they're getting. And, and the more transparent they are, the more inclined I am to give them money. Um, and, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, uh, some people might... I, this is something where I'm speaking a little bit from uncertainty. Some people probably have good reasons for not wanting to disclose their income. They might have, you know, things that are that are not our business that they don't want to disclose. I don't know. Um, and to me, it's kind of sort of irrelevant. Like uh, if somebody wants to voluntarily donate their money to somebody, if somebody wants to voluntarily donate their money to, uh, you know, I don't know, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. Well, Steve Jobs is not a good example of being dead, but <laughs> Jeff Bezos, uh, if somebody wants to give Jeff Bezos five bucks, I mean, I think that's weird. I'm not going to do it myself, but trying to prevent that person from giving Jeff Bezos $5 isn't going to do anything to solve the systemic issues. So to me, it's almost sort of like 
a distraction. And it's like we're, fo- we're focusing more on this lifestylist idea that individual choices can make a difference when really our individual choices don't have any impact in this greater system. It's kind of like the whole idea that, oh, if you just recycle more, then global climate change won't destroy the planet. It's like we have bigger fish to fry. The things that are destroying the planet, I mean, yeah, recycling is good and I recycle, but pretending that individual choices are going to fix the system to me is counterproductive. It's like, yeah, we can encourage people. I, like, I guess I would say what I would say, Dusty, is I don't have a problem with what you're saying in terms of um, giving people personal advice. Like, yeah, maybe we should live closer to our own values and try to be more transparent and maybe give that expectation, you know, make that expectation public and advocate that leftist YouTubers disclose their income. But I would always have that with a very strong caveat that honestly, this isn't really going to fix anything. It's sort of just something to make us feel better <laughs> about ourselves, but systemically it's not going to fix the problem and pretending that it is, or that it would have any kind of major impact I think is, is perhaps dangerous. Well, I think you could do both. I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. You know? No, they're not. And that's why I do it. I mean, that's why I do the same thing you do. I'm, I'm transparent and I try to advocate for all content creators to be transparent about this stuff. But I don't have any illusion that that's going to be like a fix to the systemic issues that are really causing people to suffer. I don't think we disagree too much, minorly, but uh, that's all good. Let me check the uh, Super Chats real quick and I'll let you go. I sure appreciate you coming on. If you have anything else oh, you yeah. have to say to the people, feel free. I'll give you this. Well, I will just say, like, first of all, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm on fumes right now. So if any of this made even the slightest bit amount of sense, don't take my word for it. There's a lot of content out there. You can come watch my videos at Nine Compete, but there's also great YouTubers like Thought Slime, Christopher Sabo. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really great, amazing anarcho-communist. Uh, the Radical Reviewer does book reviews that are really good. I mean, th- there are um, tons of trans creators, p- people of color. There's Angie Speaks is, is a, a black British uh, leftist anarchist does great work. Um, there's uh, there's just so many good... I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on all the great content creators out there. I'm going to get killed later by my community. But, um, you know, come join... Go go to the BreadTube... Wait, here's what here's what I recommend. Go to the BreadTube subreddit. It's, it's reddit.com slash r slash BreadTube. And there's a little tab you can click called Smaller Creators. And you can just browse through and watch a ton of... Uh, I think they're all creators that have like under 1,000 or 5,000 subscribers. There's a, there's a gold mine of information about this stuff. So if, if any bells lit up during this... Just look into it more. Maybe read a book or two that, about anarchism. See if it see if it fits your bill. Um, you know, there's a lot more to this stuff, uh, but it's also refreshingly simple. Maybe I'm not, maybe I haven't made it made the case for it in a simple way, but um, it's hard. I, I might it's not be the best advocate. It's very exactly, especially at nine in the morning. So how do people my, find my, you? Um, yeah, you can go to non-compete.com or you can go to YouTube.com/slash/noncompete or Twitch.tv/slash/noncompete. And I'm also on Twitter, but I don't like Twitter, so you can follow me there. But Twitter's not, awesome, man. Not. Come on. It's like the battle dome of ideas. <laughs> we all fight to the death. Yes. The, it's a free market of ideas. So Trust if you want me, to engage with way the more free market. You do. <laughs> That's or, probably true. But. I shit talk, so I deserve it. Anyway, <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, people definitely yeah, check out anytime. Nine Compete on his channel. And uh, love you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate the uh, polite debate. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Anytime. I'd love to come on again sometime in the future. Definitely have you on again sometime. Thanks, man. See you soon. Have fun. Bye-bye. All right. That was non-compete. Had a nice little interview there. I let him do most of the talking because, you know, I I can talk when he's off the air. Let me read the super chats. Super chats. Thank you guys for the super chats. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Just joined in now. Hey, thank you, Cam Ruby. 1999 is very generous. You're an amazing human individual. Really appreciate that. Lobo, $10. Hey, Dusty. 
have you talked about uh, this impeachment process? I mean, yeah, I'll talk about it pretty much every show, a little bit here and there. If so, I missed it. So what are your thoughts? To me, it's like a bunch of bullshit to me, honestly. I mean, he's not going to be, when I say he's not going to be impeached, he was impeached, but he's not going to be removed from office because the other, you know, house is not going to vote him out. So it is kind of a dog and pony show, but at the same time, it, it, it kind of tarnishes his legacy in a way. And it does show that there are people willing to stand up to one of the most corrupt presidents in the history of mankind. So you kind of have to do that to, you know, to show that we didn't completely lay down. But at the same time, it is, you know, it's kind of meaningless when it's all said and done. Other than that, uh, Daniel Polet, Polet, $2. Would you agree that Metal Rock is a sin is stupid? Well, I think all sin is stupid. You know, there's no such thing as sin. They uh, invented a fake disease to sell you the fake cure. So... Don't believe in that concept in any way. Serena Gray, $5. And my favorite lib and my favorite anarchist talking theory together. Thank you both for your work. Animal rescue and abolishing capital are based. Uh, no problem. Thank you for supporting it. As long as you guys keep supporting it, I'll keep doing it. And I'm having the surfs on uh, Friday. The surfs are another one of these bread tuber, I, I guess, socialist commie motherfuckers. So, and I say that with love. Um, I have no problem with them. So we're going to talk to them, too. I'm going to try to continue to feature these people on here. Maybe we'll all learn together and I can, you know, tell them my problems with their ideology as far as I see it. And they can uh, educate me on it. So we can all learn together. Autumn Potato, $10. This is for the cutie animals at the shelter. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, I guess I'm not going to tell you guys this. We bought them a rotisserie chicken. I know I'm a vegetarian. I shouldn't do that. But, I mean, I can't really feed the cats and the dogs vegetarian. I mean, that's a decision I make for myself. So, we got the cats, a whole big rotisserie chicken just for themselves as a treat. And, man, like vultures shredding that thing to pieces. Like lions. It was pretty fun to watch, to be quite honest with you. Even though I feel sorry for that chicken, I do. Uh, but thank you for that. Autumn Potato, appreciate it. Dr. Orangutan MD, I fell behind and had to skip five minutes, but I really dug this interview. Hey, cool. I pretty much just listened, trying to learn. You know, trying to expand my horizons about all this stuff. I still have questions. And like I said, I don't think it's that realistic, to be honest with you. But, uh, oh, yeah, I missed when Proto said, these ideas don't seem feasible. It would be better to fix the issues that is wrong with capitalism. The best solution is uh, soak down Bernie. So that's kind of the way I feel about it, too. I think working with the system is really the only legitimate way to make any kind of meaningful change in a fast time frame. You know, I don't foresee our society uh, reorganizing itself into tens of thousands of small communes, at least not in any, the foreseeable future. But right now we can pass, you know, more progressive tax laws and maybe a, a greed tax and increase the uh, welfare system, stuff like that to, to help with wealth inequality. I think that's much more feasible. And also I think even like a, a UBI would be easier to implement than expecting society to reorganize into tens of thousands of little communes and stuff. But anyway, who knows what the future could hold? I guess it's possible. And it's fun to talk about, you know, kind of like in a futuristic Star Trek way. I'm just not sure how uh, how soon any of this stuff's going to happen. So it might be better to focus on more realistic goals. But anyway, I don't have a problem talking about it. Um, Lobo, $5. Oh, yeah, I decided to move the $5 I'm giving to ContraPoints on Patreon over to you and raise my monthly pay to you to $15. Well, that's very, very uh, generous of you, Lobo. I'm... Very much appreciate that. Um, 
I could probably use more in ContraPoints. Even though I love ContraPoints, she's doing a great job. None of my critiques have anything to do with hating on ContraPoints. I'm still a fan and everything, and I don't have any problem with people supporting her. It's just that I understand the argument that a lot of these people are making about transparency and how BreadTube might want to be more responsible with, you know, not just funding people who have way more to live on than they comfortably need and also, you know, consider redistributing that wealth to lower classes. It just seems seems reasonable, but, you know. People have a difference of opinion, that's for sure. Uh, make sure I didn't skip any. Down with capitalism. Yay. Hopefully magical thinking. Yeah. It is kind of magical thinking in a way, in my opinion. Um, but I guess society could change. And I was talking to my sister. My sister came over for a visit yesterday, and we were talking about Marxism and uh, and communism. And she was like, do you really think these ideas will work? And I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure they've ever worked really well for a for for a long period of time but you know maybe i'm wrong about that who knows dusty greater than american i don't know like he seemed like a nice guy i, I had no problem with american and i wonder what his real name is i thought that was his real name i was getting all excited he has a name that sounds like an 80s action star american johnson i want to whip out my american johnson hells yeah anyway thank you for that appreciate all the super chats more super chats if you want to if you're able if you can if not that's cool too and, uh, all right, let's see. We're about 50 minutes into the show. Let me check the chats here. Cult of Dusty. Anarchism sounds as ludicrous as libertarianism. I, I said I don't want to shit on it too much because maybe I'm just not educated enough on it to know any better. But it does sound pretty unrealistic to me in a lot of ways. Uh, but who knows? I'm an idiot. Uh, did my super chat come through? I thought I read it, but I can check it again. Make sure that, let's see. I thought I did read a Beast Nation super chat up here. Um, good to see you two breaking bread. Yep, I did read that one. If you sent another one, I didn't get it though. Thank you for that. Beast they should. Let's see what else we got here. Um, yep, direct tips. Be sure to like the video. If you enjoy what I do, please like the video. Please leave comments. I didn't even talk about my uh, Patreon. I didn't get onto that. Uh, Patreon.com for slash podcast, a dollar or two a month, whatever you can afford. Every little bit really helps. And, you know, I, I do pretty good with the money, I think. Uh, and I try to be transparent. I'm going to try to even be more transparent in the future about where the money goes. I'm going to try to write some kind of a, a sheet out that lets you guys know, you know, exactly what you're donating to. So, uh, you know, just try to put my money where my mouth is. And it'll, it'll probably actually cost me money in the long run because it seems like the when you try to be a good guy and be transparent, people use that. People have already used it against me saying, oh, my God, you're just moralizing. You're trying to use it to shame people. No, I'm just trying to, you know, lead by example, I guess, you know. Be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, oops. Didn't mean to show you guys that. Don't look. Don't look at that. That's private chat shit, dude. You know exactly oops. what you're donating to. Shut the so. fuck up, Dusty. No one wants to hear you talk. God damn it. All right. Let's continue on with the show. So, uh, man, Joe Rogan is so fucking frustrating, man. Sometimes he can say the most brilliant ass shit, man. Totally agree with him and what he's about to say here. And I just wish he was more consistent. So I'm going to give him props when he says good stuff. Let's have a listen. I think th this idea that everybody should have health care, it's a great idea. Who the fuck wants people to not be healthy? Who wants people to be hurt and not be able to fix it? Who wants? Do, do, are you really saying that struggling people should have to pay exorbitant amounts of money to get fixed when we could maybe chip in and help members of our right. team? That's stupid. Fill it up. Figure it out yourself. I had to. You got lucky, bitch. You got lucky you don't have leukemia. You didn't break both your legs mm -hmm. when you were 18. Your parents are dead. Right. You got lucky, piece of shit. <laughs> 
Uh, that's actually pretty funny, and I think he's dead on there. You need to get lucky, and you should be, you know, willing to have enough empathy to pay your fair share to help other people. Totally agree with him there. I'd love to see that. And then they say stupid fucking shit like this. Bill Maher was on there, and like, I don't have any fucking idea what the hell is going on in Bill Maher's brain. These goddamn, what I would call corporate shill lefties, these millionaire shitheads that our corporate overlords put on TV and tell us are our leaders. That's the kind of person Bill Maher is, and it's really fucking frustrating. There's a, there's a, a, I feel like I'm sure as you do sometimes, uh, a man without a country. Yes. Yeah. And there's a group of us, Sam Harris. First of all, I'm a man without a country. You literally are on a show that gets what millions of views a week. You make millions of dollars on one of the biggest networks on television, HBO. I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh my God, I'm a man on an island by myself. No, man, you're not. You're just playing the fucking victim. Anyway, he's about to say something even stupider. Harris, yes. people you've had on, yeah. Jordan Peterson, mm -hmm. Barry Weiss. Yeah. You know, I just, we're all progressives. Yeah. But sensible progressives. Real progressives. Good Lord, real progressives. That's what they're saying. They're calling Jordan Peterson and Barry Weiss fucking progressives. Jordan Peterson, a progressive. What the fuck is progressive about Jordan Peterson in any goddamn way? Fucking nothing. Jordan Peterson fans were coming on when I was bitching about this on Twitter. And they were like, hey, what well, Jordan Peterson has actually pulled some people away from, you know, the far right, away from being fascist and whatnot. So I guess to them, if you're not a fascist, if you're not a fucking Nazi, you're a progressive. But that's not what the fuck progressivism is. Holy fucking shit. How can this guy be one of the main liberal lefty voices on the fucking television when he thinks Jordan goddamn Peterson is fucking progressive in any fucking way? It's just insanity of the highest goddamn order cancel bill maher like literally cancel his show fuck that shit tired of being sold this bullshit pissing on my head and tell me it's goddamn raining and uh so this went viral today this crazy ass i don't say crazy because uh that's able to slur let me think of a better way to put it. she seems to be having a mental breakdown i guess that's the way i'll put this and uh, she seems to think that it's her responsibility to yell and scream at, about, at people about not being Christians. And so I think in this first video, she's yelling at somebody who's a, maybe a Muslim. I'm not really sure, but let's watch. Harassed by this woman. I'm getting harassed by this woman because I am a Muslim and I follow Prophet Muhammad. She's saying that I don't believe in Jesus. She doesn't even know what she's talking about. Stop harassing me. That's my man. Thank you so much. So I used to call. Oh, shit. Hey, stop fighting there. Stop it. Don't make me come in there. I used to call uh, religion a mental illness, but I think that's in a way unfair to mentally ill people because people do have, you know, s severe mental problems that don't really deserve to be mocked and ridiculed. Um, but this woman seems to think that it's her responsibility to go cuss at people for not being Christians, like she's going to save their souls and whatnot. So she seems to be having some kind of breakdown. Um, but... I came across this other video on Facebook and I realized it's the same fucking woman. Another viral video of the same woman going, uh, I don't want to say going nuts, but having another episode in another store. And uh, this one's a little bit longer. I'm going to play a, a good bit of it, I guess, because we have time. But holy shit, this is just wild. 
be charity, motherfucker. Really? I'm just trying to help you. I'm sorry, but I don't need your help. Y yes, you do, motherfucker. <laughs> you do. You do need my help, sir. Can't you see that, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Could you please just let me check out my groceries? Fuck you. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Fuck you, you goddamn son of a bitch. You're the worst person ever. You need my help, you piece of goddamn shit. Just funny as fuck. <laughs> Wow, this is... You gotta ask Jesus Christ. We're I don't all have sinners. to do anything. We're all sinners. Okay. I, he was not, he's not gonna he, force you to do you're it. You're sinning right now. No, I'm not, motherfucker. How? You fucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking accuser. <laughs> um, you motherfucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. You motherfucking accuser. <laughs> accuser of the fucking brethren, you motherfucker. Yes, ma'am. I'm pissed because you won't recall. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to get some groceries and go home. Okay, thank you. Okay, so because this is really confused, I'm not sure if you're mad at I don't give a fuck because it's going to burn in hell. Okay. And you are too, bitch. If you don't have Jesus Christ as your savior, you're going to be down there fucking with them. Screaming in holy fucking terror of fucking fire and brimstone. Do you fucking get it? Yeah, I totally understand. Um, <laughs> but I can't have you yelling and screaming profanities at other people yeah, that are in the store. Well, fuck you, then. I mean, it's, 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 it's not the way to. Well, fuck you, then. She's all like jittery and shit. I don't know if she's on meth or whatnot. Anyways, so this continues for a while, and they eventually call the cops and they arrest her. Because the cops. These people are going to hell. Yeah. These people are going to hell. They're clapping. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so clearly she's having some sort of episode. She's on, it would seem like she's on some sort of drugs, but I mean, at the same time, like, if you really believe that somebody's going to go to hell and burn for eternity and be tortured forever and ever and ever you know you can almost see where she's coming from i'm trying to help you i'm trying to save you from torture which is you know it's <sighs> that's religion for you folks they actually think they're the good guys when they've been sold this bill of goods and they're actually horrible fucking human beings so let me check the chats real quick pretty funny in my opinion the one thing that will kill capitalism is capitalism itself. Let's just hope it doesn't take us all with it. Yeah, I mean, with global warming, I don't know if we're going to get there in time, right? But I think there are some major change that we, some major changes that we can make before the system changes, you know, as greatly as people like anarcho-capitalists or even, you know, Marxists think it will. I don't, like I said, foresee that happening anytime soon, so... Gotta make the changes we can while we can within the system. Beast Nation, 2009, about the viral yelling Christian woman. Where did Joe Pesci become a minister? Yeah, she's uh, entertaining. I gotta give her that. Shut the fuck up, motherfuckers. I can't believe, like, I found those two videos completely separate from each other. I just happened to find them. And I was like, hey, that's the same goddamn woman. So they released the uh, 
new uniforms for the Space Force, the Pentagon did. And uh, of course, as everybody would imagine, uh, they are camouflaged perfectly to blend in with what the rest of space looks like. So the aliens never going to see us coming. Hell no, completely blended in. And uh, yep, they got made fun of a lot. Because why the fuck are camouflage? I know they say like, well, the rest of the military is camouflage. So they want to like blend in with the rest of the military. But I don't know, man. Like, why not something like this? Some cool ass shit in space, motherfuckers. Try harder. Goddamn government. Always an embarrassment. And uh, maybe they're planning on fighting on indoor. I don't know. You know, maybe there's some moons out there with some little Ewoks and motherfuckers that we're going to have to defend. So who knows? Maybe the camouflage makes perfect sense and I'm just an idiot. Don't think so, though. Don't think it's very, very smart. But oh, well, seems like a whole big waste of money. And so you guys might have heard about this. There is a uh, big rally in Virginia. People with guns walking through the fucking streets. And I saw this video of this guy. Uh, they had him out there and he was explaining why he's not a Nazi. Uh, yeah, you're a Nazi. And like, you it looks like you're not totally white to me. I don't want to like uh, assume your race or anything, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to be invited to the ethno state. So bizarre, in my opinion. But had all these people out there basically just LARPing, basically just pretending. Oops, that's not what I want to show you. Say that one. What content not available got removed? What the fuck? It was there before I started the goddamn show. Here's one from the alt leftist empire. And what content is unavailable? Why is all the content unavailable all of a sudden? Who's removing all this shit? I guess people are going through removing all these fucking pictures and shit. They just started doing that in the last 30 minutes. That's crazy. Fucking YouTube. I guess it's not YouTube. Fucking Facebook. Anyway, uh, Alex Jones was out there. And good Lord, could this guy be any more of a fucking child? This guy's a millionaire. He's a conservative millionaire, folks. This is what conservatives are supporting. This kind of just low-level, bottom-of-the-barrel bullshit. I hate Trump! I hate him! I hate him! You hate him, too? I hate him. I'm Absolutely. Why. America's never been great. It's never going to be great. It sucks. No borders, no walls, no USA at all. You all the police like are bad. All the military's bad. Only MS-13 are God's children, like Nancy Pelosi said. And I finally get it. I hate America! I hate America! I hate Trump! I love George Soros and Hillary! Oh, this is so much fun! Uh, Al, or what's your name? What's my name? Yeah. Uh, what's well, it? I'm a non-binary. I identify as a goldfish. Kill the baby. Okay. Well, non-binary people—they have names, right? Just because you're non-binary doesn't mean you don't have a fucking name. And of course, the attack helicopter joke. Hilarious. Hilarious. I identify as a goldfish. I mean, good lord, these people are so fucking sad. It's just amazing what our country has turned into. I mean, maybe it's always been embarrassing like this, but it just seems like it's more embarrassing now than ever. Maybe it's just because we have social media now or we are inundated with this stuff at all times. But anyway, here are these uh, people out there that were LARPing. Like there's some badass soldiers out in Virginia Day, and I agree with Hassani B. Hideous dog boy, Hassani B. Uh, there is 0% chance this dude has fired this gun more than 10 times. There's also no reason to have anti-material rifle outside the shooting range. This is just tactical nonsense. I know, like, these, all these guys are, like, chubby. I don't want to, like, body shame too much. But, I mean, they're not, like, in-shape military dudes. They're just playing dress-up. And they have, like, deadly weapons they're playing dress-up with. Because, you know, their penises are seemingly very tiny. 
maybe that's an unfair stereotype of these people, but uh, seems to be a pretty fair one to me. And uh, this is how the right wing grift works, folks. This is exactly how it works. This guy is a millionaire because of shit like this. Conservative author and activist Tom DeWeese claims he has received credible information suggesting Antifa members are planning to stage violence in Virginia later today and blame it on pro-gun protesters. Yeah, Antifa gonna commit violent, folks. We have very credible information. And then like six hours later, the media fear about the Virginia rally just as they did for weeks before Joker came out. Same result. Nothing happened. It was all alarmist hysteria. Yeah, from you. You're literally the ones doing the alarmist hysteria. What are you talking about? Good Lord. It, but it doesn't matter. It's just so frustrating that nothing matters to these people. Nothing matters to their fan base. They never get held accountable for any of this bullshit. You're fucking literally the ones creating hysteria. Manufacturing outrage and then blaming the media for manufacturing outrage. And another example of this was fucking Tim Pool. All right, here's Cody Johnson for some other news pointing it out. I doubt anything is going to happen in Virginia today. It's all hype from desperate journalists who want those sweet, juicy clicks. But literally, 95 Second Amendment sanctuaries emerge in Virginia. If there's a second civil war, it starts here. You're literally talking about civil war starting in Virginia. You're literally the one doing it, dudes. And I understand why I was telling somebody else, you know, the conservatives literally made Temple a millionaire. So it's obvious why he continues to do this it's just sad that it continues to fucking work right frustrating and uh here's something that happened i thought this was a good fucking response yeah so we were talking about this uh little person who accidentally admitted that he raped someone on a podcast supposedly joking whatever so uh I mentioned that uh, calling them dwarves or midgets is not politically correct anymore. Um, little person is what you're supposed to call them now. And somebody said, what will we call them when little person becomes offensive? And I said, people. And then uh, the crowd stood up and they cheered. Yeah. All of YouTube cheered for me at exactly the same time. They gave me a fucking standing ovation. It was amazing. In my brain, of course, that didn't actually really happen. No one even liked my message. No one gave a shit. But, you know, Take small victories if you can. And I was talking about uh, how I live in an all-black neighborhood. And uh, I know you guys never heard that before. But, yeah, it was pretty cool today. Everybody out celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day and marching bands. And everybody's dressed their Sunday best. And it was really fucking cool, in my opinion. Never seen anything like that, really. It was like they had a bigger celebration this year than they did last year. It seems to be getting more and more every year. But just to show you how crazy our government fucking is, man, this is real. The FBI literally said this. Today, the FBI honors the life and work of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. A quote from Dr. Queen is etched in stone at the FBI Academy's Reflection Garden in Quantico as a reminder to all students and FBI employees, the time is always right to do what is right. The FBI literally sent, literally sent Martin Luther King Jr. a letter telling him that if he didn't commit suicide, they were going to destroy his reputation publicly. And they gave him like 34 days or something like that to commit suicide before they ruined him. What the fuck, man? Talking about a rewriting of history. So frustrating. It's kind of like what America was talking about. Uh, they, our government does this kind of thing repeatedly, right? And uh, I guess this uh, Twitter account got permanently banned for... Pretending they were the FBI and posting, just because we killed MLK doesn't mean we can't miss him, which is pretty fucking funny, but I think they're gone now. Permanently deleted, insta-banned. So, uh, 
They're saving this for future generations because that is pretty funny and that is pretty true. It's exactly what the fuck happened. And uh, Since Gun Girl getting owned is trending, let us not forget about this amazing moment. This actually happened. I thought it would be interesting to see if people had the courage to say the same things once I took off my disguise. And she's like, she's a shithead. Her disguise is literally just wearing a pair of glasses. I mean, like, is this, she, she thinks she's fucking Superman or some shit. Oh, my God. No one's going to recognize me with those glasses. And she's like, takes off her glasses. What if I told you that I am that girl? Do you still think I'm a shithead? Uh, yeah, obviously. You're still a fucking shithead, dude. What the fuck? And she was bragging earlier about, hey, I don't care if you guys make fun of me. I make lots of money off this. I make lots of money off you making fun of me. So who cares? Like, I don't care if you make lots of money. The whole point is to associate you with the right and to make them a laughing stock, which is, you do. So you are helping destroy your own side. You can make all the money you want to on a personal level, but as long as you help, you know, crush that bullshit, I'm all fucking for it. And uh, so hopefully this does not get, I'm almost reticent to play this. This is definitely going to get my, uh, okay, I'm going to skip this because if I play this, it's going to get my, a copyright strike on me. So pretend like you didn't see that. It's basically, it's it's a clip of a, Al Pacino in a commercial. Wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al It's a whole new game. Don Pacino! He likes the It's like, a, it's pretty hilarious. And if you watch it, you think, oh my God! Al Pacino totally sold out. It was in a fucking commercial. Goddamn capitalism. Even our greatest actors sell out. But this is just a clip from an Adam Sandler movie, basically. Um, so if you don't know that, you'd be outraged. But anyway, I won't play the whole thing. If you get a chance to go look at that, though... Pretty fucking funny. Wish I could play it, man. Goddamn capitalism. Can't play anything. They uh, took down my video. One of my videos. I think it was. Um, I guess it was one of my religious bullshit videos. Claiming that it was aimed at children, but it wasn't appropriate for children. So they removed it from fucking YouTube. I was like, holy shit, that fucking video has nothing to do with children. It's not aimed at goddamn children. It's just stupid. I guess people are just false flagging my bullshit. Oh, well, what you gonna do? And, uh, oh, man, our media's, I hate to spread Trump talking points, but we really do have some fake news media bullshit. I guess this happened on ABC. Uh, they didn't even list Bernie Sanders' name in their poll. Instead, they listed other, I guess, where he's supposed to be under other, and uh, he even won that one. So, <laughs> Biden, Klobuchar, uh, Buttigieg, Warren, Trump, and other still won. Even though they try to rig the poll against them, still won. It's like so bizarre how they're just pretending like Bernie Sanders doesn't even exist. I literally saw one of the media companies uh, have a headline that said Bernie Sanders had slipped into first. Slipped into first? What the fuck? Doesn't make any fucking sense. But I mean, we understand why. You know, they don't want... Uh, to play their, their fair shares and their companies they are owned by billionaires. So they're going to do whatever they can to make sure Bernie doesn't win, in my opinion. So let me take a break here and check the chats real fast. It's going to be a short show tonight. Didn't have a whole lot of material to do, but we'll do a good 90 minutes. Should be good. Mm, uh, no, okay, I read all the stuff. All right, no more super chats yet. Let me check the regular chat real quick, see if you guys got anything fucking interesting to say in the regular chat. Do you have anything to say? Kitties love chicken. Nice one, Dusty. They sure did. Ripped that shit apart. Ate the bone marrow. Call to Dusty. Let the bread flow through you. I ain't taking no fucking bread pills. I think all that kind of language is cringy to me, right? I mean, I love pills. 
Don't get me wrong, but I just don't want to fucking take any kind of ideological pills. Just not for me. Cult of Destiny, you need to ask them why they never argue against the 10%. Is it because some of them are in it? I tried. No, I, I was saying we should call out not just the top 1%, but also, you know, the upper middle class because there's a huge amount of money that is uh, concentrated in that class. But uh didn't go over well for me, to be honest with you. They're like, why are you even worrying about that? It's not going to change the system. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to change the system, but like it's harm reduction. It helps until the system can change if it ever changes, right? Okay, scroll it down. Boom. Cult of Destiny, who is your second choice for president? Uh, I guess I would go with, I don't know, maybe Yang. I don't know. I, I mean, UBI is a pretty good idea, even though I'm not really... Uh, in love with the way he's implementing it. But, you know, Warren, I would still vote for Warren. I don't think Warren's a bad president. I kind of disagree with her a little bit about what happened with her and Bernie Sanders. But, yeah, I think she'd be a pretty good choice. Uh, I think Biden's probably going to get the nod, though, unfortunately. And I think that's one of the worst choices. That'll be depressing, but what you're going to do? Cult of Dusty, the bread pill feels like XDC. Try it out. Mm, no, thanks. I don't see how, like like I said, I don't, I just... It seems un unrealistic to me. A lot of that shit seems, I don't know, it's kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? It seems unrealistic to me. And, you know, maybe, maybe I could be educated to where it'd make more sense, but it just doesn't at this point. So, what you going to do, right? Will you do a live taping at the next MLK Day event? Like, I thought about going on and filming some stuff, but, like, I feel strange just being a white guy in the middle of a bunch of black people walking around filming them and taking pictures of them without their permission. That just seemed kind of uncool to me for some reason. And they probably would have had a problem with it, but, you know, I don't know. I just felt like that was not something that I wanted to do. So maybe next year we'll see. Do you think that the impeachment after more than likely will not be removed will embolden his supporters and him? Um, maybe. But, like, I think they would find some other excuse anyway. So I'm not sure how, how big of a difference it makes, to be honest with you. Biden isn't as powerful as Hillary. Bernie can win this time. I hope so. I'd much rather see Bernie win. I think like he's like a once-in-a-lifetime candidate, and that's my opinion on it. But uh, opinions definitely vary on that. So uh, the new big thing on the Internet today that broke the fucking Internet, instead of Baby Yoda, how about Baby Jabba the Hutt? Cute little baby Jabba the Hutt, and he's so fucking adorable. Yeah, but I don't know. To me, little baby Jabba the Hutt looks familiar. You ain't full of me. I know what that is. That's just fucking baby Sinclair, right? You gotta love me. I'm the baby. It's exactly what it is. You just painted him fucking green instead of pink and shit. So, you guys remember Dinosaurs? One of the greatest shows in the history of mankind. Awesome. Not the mama. Still watch that shit all the time growing up. And, uh, Slight palate cleanser, a little bit of palate cleanser. Here's a elephant just walking his ass through a hotel, all calm and shit. He's just chilling, man. He ain't breaking shit. He's just checking shit out, looking around. Elephants are supposed to be pretty smart. He looks pretty fucking chill. Look at him just walking through there. Hey, this place is pretty cool. I like it. Cute elephant. And uh, next up, yeah, uh, Tim Pool. <laughs> Tim Pool calling uh, Bloomberg woke far leftist. Yeah, the 12th richest man on the planet, a billionaire, is not a goddamn leftist. I'm sorry, they're, they're just not. You can't be a billionaire leftist. Uh, some people say you can, but you can't. Sorry. 
Uh, I just don't fucking buy that in any goddamn way whatsoever. But leave it to Tim Pool. Always saying the dumbest fucking shit possible. But uh, making banks are hard to even blame it for it, really, to be honest with you. And uh, hard to believe this shit is still fucking working. This 2015 anti-SJW bullshit. Doomcock. Oh, my God. Doomcock. I love they have these little cartoon avatars and they're always trying to bitch about whatever they think is the red meat for their audience that'll make fun of SJWs. I'm stunned, absolutely stunned that Wokeman, which everyone knows was such a successful show. It, it was. It was like one of the most successful shows they've had in, in recent times. It had amazing ratings. The bestest ever is somehow not getting a second season. How could this be? Because the people making it are doing other things, I guess, or they couldn't get the rights to it or, or a combination of those things. Hmm, maybe it sucks. Like I said it did, you think? No, it was actually a really good show. I don't, did you even watch it? It's actually one of the higher quality shows. And of course, this whole God's account is just cringe as fuck. It's anti-SJW bullshit. Seems like so dated. It's amazing. This still works. Dictor Van Doomcock is a supervillain who critiques popular culture. You mean it's Snowflake who manufactures outrage? That's what you mean. And of course, it's all just the same bullshit. Joker, Oscar, Davison, drive the media insane. Like, literally, no one gives a fuck. Ricky Gervais, Golden Globes, Hollywood, Smackdown. And then it's... How is this still working, folks? How is this still working in 2020? Star Trek Picard, disaster confirmed. It's nothing like Next Generation. <sighs> snowflakes, snowflakes, snowflakes. And here's one from Catalina. What's up, Catalina? How you doing tonight? Speaking of snowflakes, a cautionary tale on why not to get your news from the quartering. And this is what it's all about, folks. This is what happens when no one watches The Watchmen. Yeah, no one's watching it. Boom, and there goes the comment. Boom, mic drop. Yeah, Sunny Finale, said they Fly, earned the drama its highest overnight ratings of the season. A total of 1.6 million viewers watched across all HBO platforms, up 19% from the prior week. Moreover, Watchmen is averaging about 7 million viewers per episode after all forms of viewing are counting. And like DVR delayed on on demand streaming, making it HBO's most watched debut season of the show since Big Little Lies in 2017. So it did really fucking well. But if you listen to the anti-SJWs, oh my God, it was a ratings disaster. The worst ever. Maybe you shouldn't get your information from these people. Just saying. Maybe they're not telling you the truth. Might want to think about it. Rabbit Rice, like Rabbit Rice. He pretty cool, but this is depressing. Over the last decade, half of all donations to Super PACs came from just 25 people. If this isn't the mark of a kleptocracy, I don't know what is. And that's exactly right, man. You know, we have to get big money out of goddamn politics. Like, this is one thing we can pass laws to do. We don't have to sit around and wait for the system to change to anarchy or Marxism or whatever. We can make these changes right now at working inside the system and we fucking absolutely should do this i mean obviously there's a reason that these super rich people are donating all this money it's because they're buying influence in the government you know, the government works for them not us and money is power you know the more money you have the more power you have and letting such a small amount of people have this much power is just bad it's bad for the system it's bad for us all and we have to stand up and start fighting for our own best interest instead of letting them own us and uh this was pretty funny. Talking about a uh, a gotcha. <laughs> One of the best gotchas. So I guess this is in, I don't know where Madison is exactly, what state that is in. It probably says down here somewhere. But anyway, in this town of Madison, 
They were filming the Alcohol License Review Committee. I guess that's where people go stand in front of the Alcohol License Board and try to get licensed to sell alcohol. And boom, this guy got gotcha like a motherfucker. Let's watch. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I want to make sure I heard something right. You were saying, so your vision is not a nightclub and this is not a place for people to get wild? Is that what you said? I'm sure if we check the records, that's probably the case. Is this your website? Mm -hmm. That says get wild? <laughs> Can I address this? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I asked. So, so per, per my it team... It cuts off where he addresses it, so I don't know what the fuck he says, but that's a gotcha. Your website says get wild, motherfucker! How are you going to claim that it's not a place to go get wild when your website specifically advertises that? Explain this away. And I'm sure he didn't. Can't imagine how he would. Here's one from Joey Salads. Joey Salads. Liberalism is a mental disorder. Prove me wrong. And so this uh, this lady, like what she's saying here, it's not necessarily wrong or bad. It's just this is the kind of footage that's obviously going to be used to make fun of all leftists. You know, and represent us. Oh, my God, look at this SJW with her red hair. Uh, so I'll play the video and then we'll uh, critique it. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Mike Pence. Fuck white supremacy. Fuck racism. Fuck misogyny. Fuck homophobia. Fuck transphobia. Fuck capitalism. Fuck classism. Fuck transphobia. Fuck ableism. Fuck Islamophobia. Fuck anti-Semitism. Fuck every kind of bigotry out there. I'm here in front of the White House. I am not here for polite protest because patriarchy is not polite. I am not here for quiet protest because patriarchy is not quiet. Fuck the patriarchy here in Washington, D.C. Fuck the patriarchy in Cairo, Egypt, where I'm from. Fuck the patriarchy across the world. Fuck the patriarchy in every time zone. And fuck the patriarchy in every universe. <laughs> Every universe, fucking in the multiverse. So, like, nothing she said there was a problem, you know, in and of itself. You know, I agree with all that fuck, all that bullshit, right? But, like I said, it got seen 3.4 million times, and it's going around to make fun of the left. And so, it's probably unhelpful, this type of thing. And also, I, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I read on another uh, thread about this that she's a Muslim, or she's some kind of Muslim speaker. So, that doesn't seem like that jives with what she's saying, you know, uh, Islam is all about the patriarchy and misogynism, so it doesn't seem like that goes together, but anyway, didn't you pee in your own mouth, Joey Salads? I believe you did. Maybe you should shut the fuck up. Just my opinion. And let's see what time it is. 22 minutes? Cool. And hard to believe this is real, folks. Talking about no self-awareness whatsoever. Donald Trump Jr. How Frank Biden averaged or leveraged his famous name for business gain. That's exactly your entire life. That's what you're all about. What the fuck are you talking about? You would literally be working at Walmart right now. If you could even get a job there. If your name was a fucking Trump. If you weren't Donald Trump Jr. What the fuck are you talking about? It's just amazing they can just say this shit. There's no self-awareness and no one gives a shit. Except for me, I give a shit slightly. I'm triggered, motherfuckers. Right, let me check the chats real quick. Last chance to get in some super chats if you want to before the show's over. Holy shit, that Christian lady was a uh, miser? 
What does that mean? I fucking work at Miser, motherfucker. Oh, was at a Miser. I don't know what that is. At a store? All right. Never heard of that store before, but yeah. That was some uh, interesting shit. Definitely. The regular chats here. Cult the Dusty? What? A, I already read that. Let's go back up here. Look for somebody saying my name. All right. I'm not really saying shit. No, she's all right. She's right. Yeah, she's right. But at the same time, just that kind of stuff will be used against the left, which is kind of annoying. I don't, I don't disagree with anything she's saying. But at the same time, you know, that's her red hair. That's the, they'll, they'll use her picture for the next 30 years. They'll be posting a still shot of her pictures with the word triggered underneath it and making mad money off of it forever. That's how the system is played. Uh, Cult of Dusty, did Salads fail to run for Congress? Yes, I believe he did. I believe he failed miserably like he always does. Failure of the highest order. All right. Finish it up with a few last stories I have here. And uh, Donald Trump got a new defense team to help him through impeachment. And this is, of course, this is a uh, a parody account. But what they're saying here is exactly right. Very happy to announce that the famous defense attorney Alan Dershowitz would defend me at my impeachment. Dershowitz defended murderers like O.J. Simpson and sex offenders like Jeffrey Epstein. He only defends the worst scum of the planet. He's the perfect person to defend me. It's absolutely right, man. Just these biggest pieces of shit on the planet. I think he's got several lawyers that defended Epstein, which makes sense because he was good friends with Epstein. Yeah, I think Epstein had like 17 different contact information um, in his little black book for Donald Trump. So <sighs> exactly what you'd expect. One of the worst people on the goddamn planet is the president of the United States. And he's hiring other people who are the worst human beings on the planet to cover up his crimes. And half the population just don't give a shit. Doesn't matter what he does. Gotta laugh so you don't cry. And oh my God. Imagine being this human being. Fucking Ian Miles wrong. Wrongest one on the internet. Bernie is such a cuck. Liz Warren pegs him with a strap on on national TV. And he's like, yes, mistress, fuck me harder. I mean, number one, that's not what a cuck is, right? Um, and number two, just the lowest level people on earth. The lowest common denominators. This guy literally does this for a living. This is how he makes his money. This is what this is what the right is all about, folks. Just like that video I showed you on the last show with all the people from NASCAR. That's who they're trying to uh, cater to. Just the bottom of the bottom. And uh, Eli Musk and friends have reinvented indentured servitude. This does not sound good to me. Elon says, needs to be such that anyone can go if they want. With loans available for those who don't have money. He's talking about going to Mars, right? Work off the loans. He's like, yes, there will be a lot of jobs on Mars. Yeah, that's indentured servitude. That's exactly what happened to people that were trying to come to America and they had to work off shit. Don't know if that's the model we want to go for, in my opinion. I think Elon Musk might be some sort of supervillain. Perhaps we should not romanticize this dude because uh, seems like sort of a piece of shit to me. That's just my opinion. And last two. Little palate cleansers, and yet the world's an awful place. But also, have you seen this video of a tiny deer meeting a tiny human? Oh, so cute. Look at this cute little thing. So small, gonna get petted, yeah. Where's your mama? I hope you're not being left to die or something. I hope this is not, like, actually something horrible. It probably is. Every time I see one of these cute videos, there's always an explanation that turns out to be horrible. But I'm gonna pretend like that's not true, and it's lovely, and move on with my day. 
And uh, last but not least, this is how I feel living in a mostly black community. It's at that moment that Jerry realized racism's got to stop. And hell yeah. I feel all the time. Look at that. Mm, mm, mm. I agree with Jerry. You go, Jerry. I was going to say Jerry's got jungle fever, but it seems like saying jungle fever will be racist. I don't know if that's racist or not. I mean, I, I did get that from black movies from the 90s, so maybe that's cool. Don't know. But anyway, that's all my material for tonight, folks. Let's check, see if we got any super chats. No, no more super chats. All right, finish it up by reading the regular chats, what you guys have to say. Get over here, motherfucker. Do it. All right. Uh, that was fucking awesome. Yep, that was fucking awesome. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm just going to agree. Because uh, if it's on my show, it's got to be fucking awesome. Why would it not be? Why is this thing not scrolling down? I'll kill you. Cut the dusty. You can be culturally Muslim and be a feminist as much as a cultural Christian, I guess. I don't think Christianity or Islam, either one, is very even culturally uh, feminist, in my opinion. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Elon Musk stole Teslas from two engineers through company politics. Yep, that's what the rich always do. They always just buy their shit and they claim they're some kind of fucking geniuses. Yes, super racist. All right. Well, I didn't know. I mean, I did know. But, you know, I'm trying to learn. Doing the best I can. Right? All I can do is... uh. Get told and be better next time, right? Uh, why racism? I care. Peace out, fellow comrades. Yep. All right, that's it for me, folks. I will be back on Friday. Gonna do a filter Friday. Maybe we'll be bring comedy potato back. I always talk about bringing comedy potato back, and I never do it. We're supposed to have the surfs on though Friday too, so probably won't bring comedy potato back. But uh, if you guys know who the surfs are, you guys fans of them, we're gonna be talking to them about more of this lefty bread tuber bullshit. So uh, we'll get on some more. Happy birthday stream to thank you, Dusty. Ain't no problem. Happy birthday to you. I really appreciate it. As always, be sure to like the video. Be sure to leave comments, especially if you're watching it on the recorded. Uh, click the bell make sure you're notified every time I have something going on and uh, think about supporting me on my Patreon patreon.com for slash podcast a dollar to a month whatever you can afford really helps out and I sure appreciate it I love you guys and I will see you Friday you guys have a good week I love you good night logic fuck yes later dudes